Hello, and welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. Um, been a busy week um, for me. Uh, lots of different kinds of things going on. And all of those kind of things, those projects, those things I'm involved with, have required different skill sets. And it kind of has made me realise that as photographers, we are now required to span so many different areas, not only of uh, ability, of skill sets, but also um, platforms and softwares. Gone are the days when we just used to have to drop off the film at the lab or process and print our own work. Now, just in the last week, I've had to um, work with, and I suppose have some level of proficiency with uh, PowerPoint, um, with Audition, Adobe Edition, with uh, Premiere Pro from a filmmaking perspective, uh, InDesign from a graphic design perspective, various CMS content management systems when dealing with uh, websites and all sorts of transferals of different kinds of files into different formats. And I suppose one of the, the, the key elements behind all of that is writing the importance of writing. I've had to do an awful lot of writing over the last um, week. Not only writing, as I suppose, is most commonly understood as uh, writing a book or writing an article or writing a post, something that I do anyway. Um, I've also been involved in some academic writing, understanding semiotics and so forth, a different kind of writing. But also um, just writing in general, writing to communicate, to be understood, clear, concise, accurate writing. And I suppose I'm really lucky in one sense. <laughs> Many would say unlucky in another in that I, I attended a school, a Jesuit college, where I was taught by priests in, in a very um, old-fashioned way, I suppose, in that the names of the years that we travelled through were not based on numbers, but we started at lower grammar, we went on to grammar, we went into syntax, and as we passed through the sixth form, we went into poetry and rhetoric. Um, that's held me in good stead, actually. And if you think about those, those terms, those terminologies, um, so useful in life. Um, rhetoric is what I'm doing now. And actually speaking um, has also been another part of the last week. I was um, giving a Q&A um, the other evening after a screening of the Bill J film um, via Skype. There we go. Another platform that um, that I use actually a lot, particularly for interviewing and so forth. And out of that, QuickTime audio files. I'm recording them. I, I suppose when you actually break it down as to how much we're actually engaged with and what we're doing and what our capabilities are, um, they're vast. And actually also hugely employable. They give us employability outside of our photographic sort of true photographic skill set anyway i was i was giving this q a and um a question came up about the person had recognized that i was i'm kind of busy on various social media platforms and how do i overcome that that kind of technical uh, requirement well i'm very much non-technical as a person, I'm, I'm completely and utterly non-scientific. 
But I found it important and, and actually essential that I get to a point of learning on pretty much everything I do. But I'm also very um, specific as to which platforms I use for which purpose. Uh, for example, uh, Facebook for me, outside of creating Facebook pages for specific projects, particularly the films which I make, um, I only exist on Facebook as myself um, for friends and family. Uh, I don't use Facebook in any way uh, other than that. Twitter for me is a communication tool which is really, really important. Instagram, something I, I suppose really I should spend more time with, um, but very much for me a place where it's kind of like a visual diary, really. So, and all of those things, um, the Instagram and the Twitter, uh, they exist under the UN of Photo kind of banner. So they allow me to use them as marketing tools, as communication tools, as networking tools, and also as libraries so that I can find out what's going on. Um, I can learn about new photographers. For me, it's the most incredible reference research um, resource. So those are the kind of key platforms I use. And obviously, when we create the podcast, the podcast is put up on SoundCloud. Uh, and then it, through its RSS feed, it goes out to various other platforms. Don't ask me how it works. I have no idea. And I also have no interest, really, what I know is it works, and that's good enough for me. And I suppose, really, that's where I am uh, in answering the, the question that was asked um, the other evening as to how do I stay on top of these things. I learn just enough to get me through. And I know there are many of you listening to this podcast who are far more technically minded or geek minded um, than I am. And I'm sure you're uh, you get excited about delving into these situations. Personally, I don't. I just want to make sure that I know enough to keep things running. I know enough to get them up and running. But it's interesting, isn't it? Maybe sit down and, and write a list just to kind of make yourself fully aware of how many of these platforms you have and the skill sets that are required of you. And as I said, just a little bit earlier there, writing is becoming such a key element of the photographic um, toolkit, writing for bursaries, um, perhaps keeping a journal or so forth, um, writing um, articles. One of the things that um, I've noticed a lot recently, and it's not something I personally um, agree with, but it does seem to be happening a lot, which is interviews which are based on the idea of somebody being sent a set of questions and then writing the answer, um, and then that becomes the answer. And for me, that loses all of that fluidity. But anyway, um, writing is important, and it's something that time must be spent on as a photographer. And of course, you can't write unless you read and your writing gets better as you read and your kind of inspirations and your creative juices flow and your empathetic skills develop through reading. I was talking last week about some of the issues that um, are being faced around anxiety and so forth um, thanks to the reliance or over-reliance, shall we say, on social media and various kind of digital devices. I suppose one of the things that's got a bit lost in that is that need to read. But certainly 
if my um, writing skills hadn't um, improved dramatically over the last few years through sitting down and really working at it. I know that there are a number of projects that I'm working at the moment which would not be quite as successful as hopefully they will be. Talking of uh, finding photographers on um, Twitter and, and kind of via social media, Alice Tomlinson, and that's Alice A-L-Y-S, is a photographer who's had huge success over the last um, few years. Um, and I'll tell you about what she's been up to if um, you're not aware of her work. But she's somebody who I came upon through those kind of various platforms. Uh, having grown up in Brighton in the UK, Alice went on to study English, literature and communications at the University of Leeds. After graduating, she moved to New York for a year and was given her first commission by Time Out magazine before returning to London to study photography at Central St. Martin's College of Art and Design. She's recently completed a part-time MA in Anthropology of Travel, Tourism and Pilgrimage at SOAS in, uh, at the University of London, and which connects with her long-term personal project concerning pilgrimage. Alice combines commissioned work for editorial design and advertising clients such as the BBC, Bloomsbury, Conin Nast, The Guardian and so forth. Amongst many awards, she was named Sony World Photography Awards Photographer of the Year in 2018 and shortlisted at the 2019 Recontra a New Discovery Award. And she's also exhibited as part of the Taylor Wessing Portrait Prize at the National Gallery in 2017 and won the Magenta Foundation Flash Forward in 2008 and was shortlisted for the Jerwood Photography Award in 2003. She continues to work on her personal projects and as a commissioned photographer, which is something we talk about so often on this podcast. Um, she's also a visiting lecturer at Central St. Martins and at Ravensbourne College, uh, just outside London. Um, Ex Voto is the project which um, I suppose has got her, or gained her most notice over the past um, year or so. Um, Alice very kindly sent me a copy of the book, um, published by Ghost Publications. It is probably one of the most beautiful pieces of photography um, as an artifact, as a book, as prints, as images that I, can, I think I've ever seen. It really is stunning. And I cannot recommend that book highly enough. It's got to be a future classic, and I really recommend that you get your hands on a copy of that book before um, they sell out. I hope they haven't. And before it starts appearing on eBooks and eBay and everything else um, at extortionate prices. So, obviously, I wanted to hear what Alice felt about photography and what photography means to her. Thank you, Grant, for asking me to contribute to your fantastic podcast. Um, what does photography mean to me? That's a huge, huge question, and it's really hard for me to put it into words, I suppose. I think I first started photography and picked up a camera because, for me, it was about satisfying curiosity and finding out about the unknown and taking me away, really, from what was comfortable, what was my everyday life. So I started really thinking about different people and places and themes like identity and belonging. And often for me, a project really starts from 
yeah, curiosity or a fascination or an impulse, a feeling that I really, really need to find out more. And that's what takes me and leads me really in terms of my personal work. So my projects such as um, Dead Time, which was a series of swimming pools shot at night, empty of people, and quite painterly really, and quite sinister in a sense. And then my project, for instance, following Broadway, where I walked the length of Broadway for days on end, um, from one end to the other, discovering the different neighbourhoods, going right from the southernmost tip, so Battery Park City, up into the Bronx and beyond. And for me, it was a real, there was a personal sense of adventure there. And it was about my own journey, I suppose, and my own sense of discovery and who I met along the way. And I also think something that really means a lot to me in terms of photography is, is the people I meet and the worlds that I am very kind of privileged to be a part of and the worlds that are uncovered from me being in these, in these different places. And actually, that's probably most true with my latest project which is Ex Voto project where I visited different Christian pilgrimage sites in Europe including Lourdes and then a small small one in Ireland and an incredible place called Grabarka in Poland and it was in Grabarka that I met a nun called Vera and I love how these chance meetings can be so so unexpected um, I met her, I took her photograph and the photograph that I took of her became probably my favourite image of the whole series. The way she confronts the camera is very, very arresting and she had this incredible, incredible, powerful presence. But that then led me to visit her in her convent in Belarus. And I suppose that's what I love about photography is that, and what it means to me is that it opens up these new doors and opens up these new worlds. And as a result, I'm now... Well, I consider Vera a, a pretty close friend and I never expected really to be good friends with a nun, particularly a nun living in Belarus. Um, but the access that she gave us to her world and the trust that was there and the, the kind of intimacy that we had to this very sacred and, and very hidden, secretive in some ways world was, was incredible. And that's something that will really stay with me forever, I think. So photography means so many things to me. Um, in some ways, I'm working very much for myself. It, you could say it's quite selfish. It's about satiating my own curiosities and impulses. But in another way, I really hope that there's an audience there who appreciates what I do and that it might even make people you know, think about the world that we inhabit and the way that we behave ourselves um, and how that can impact on our understanding of, of other people's lives. I mean, when I'm working on a project, I'm very focused. I always feel like I'm very kind of in the zone. Um, I'm not thinking about that much outside of the image making and the storytelling that I'm doing. Um, I'm very focused in that sense and I'm very, Im very immersed in the work. But if I can help other people just understand, even in a tiny way, the world that we live in, then, then that makes me happy and that makes me satisfied. And I guess I don't really know what else I would do. It is what I do and it's what I love and it's what I'm driven to do. Um, so for me, I suppose it means it means everything. It's, it is what I am and it is what I do and it's what defines me in some ways. And with my latest project, Ex Voto, 
Sean O'Hagan from The Guardian wrote this great essay and at the end of it he said that some of the images go to the very heart of things unseen and if I can allow people to have a little glimpse into things that might otherwise be either ignored or marginalised and if I can make people think and if I can give people space to think then that's wonderful. Uh, thank you, Alice, for yet another um, fantastically considered um, and, you know, thought-provoking uh, contribution to the podcast. I should also say that if you're interested in seeing uh, Alice's work, um, there is an exhibition uh, around Ex Voto at the Side Gallery in Newcastle, which is running from uh, 6th of April, so it's on now, um, until the 9th of June 2019. Uh as any regular listener to the Shedcast will know, uh, themes seem to develop rather than see themes being planned. And there seems to be a slightly religious theme uh, to this week's uh, episode. There I was talking about a Catholic education and there Alice is talking about nuns. Um, I think also what's really interesting is, you know, that she did come back, come from that kind of place of literature when I was talking about writing and the importance of reading to her photography and then to kind of progress uh, her understanding of her subject. She's chosen to take an academic path outside of photography to further inform her kind of her knowledge and her engagement and again such a common theme on the podcast that importance of the photographer as a visual storyteller um, and as I also believe a visual problem solver and where I mean that I mean the problem of telling the story whether or not that story is a personal story or whether or not that problem is being set by a client within a commissioned environment um, to sell something, to promote something, whatever it may be. To me, that, those are the two key elements of the photographer, the visual storyteller and the visual problem solver. Um, I don't know if that's a contentious thing to say. Can't think it really is. Seems to make sense to me. But hey, you never know. Anyway, that kind of draws us to the end of um, this week's podcast. Um, lots to think about. I hope you'll agree. Um, coming up, uh, just more bits and pieces. It really is that time of year for me where I'm kind of being pulled in lots of different directions. And I'm sure many of you will understand how that feels. Prioritising um, what needs to be done and when. And also getting up very early in the morning seems to be me to be the uh, the way forward in dealing with everything, with everything and, and retaining some form of sanity. Anyway, um, talking of sanity, I suppose let's finish the podcast with the usual um, suggestion. Take care. Mm -hmm.